I need to know everything Who and the what and the where I need everything Trust me, I hear what you're saying But act like it's new what you're telling me I'm curious, George I hop in the Porsche five and a horse I'm ready for war Alright, everybody Today on the podcast We have the one and only Sergeant Captain Keep going Corporal? Nope General? <laughs> Never, no <laughs> Jeff Morris on the podcast today, guys Let's see, uh that's <laughs> so cool huh? we got that set up uh but no really special guest because i've been trying to get you on for a while but you've been so busy which is really good <clears throat> but i wanted to introduce you obviously um let's get our phones off introduce you to uh the podcast of the people who are watching people who are listening um this thing has actually grown pretty good we've been checking the analytics and uh we're getting downloads in sweden like on spotify and itunes oh no like, shit I think it's a, hell yeah. Well, we had let's okay. Be honest, one download. I know who it is. But you I, can I still a, say I have a friend over there, <laughs> and, 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 I, and he's been following me. I know it's him because I'm like, who the hell is with no? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it's pretty cool because we got them all over now. Like it's, it's all over the world. We have a bunch of downloads, right? So it's actually moving, and this uh, uh, movement is working. So it's pretty cool. Um, but the reason why I want to get you on is because we have a lot of exciting things going on right now in UVO. Uh, let's not forget Alan, who we just talked about. He gave me a lecture on how to introduce him. Uh, Alan, <laughs> we missed you like 10 minutes in the last one. I know, one. man. <laughs> like on the last one, 10 minutes. Uh, but uh, Alan, obviously, right here on the podcast. Pleasure. Um, co-host. Uh, but today, let's go over, um, before we get into what your role is here in the business, UVO, let's talk about you for a minute because we have nobody like you on the team. Like, do we even have any other veterans on the team? No. We no. don't. Yeah, and we got like 16, 17 people on the team right now. Mm -hmm. So right. um that's pretty cool, right? One and only. One and only. But let's let's talk about you. So it's not sergeant. What is it? What was your ranking in there? My official title when I before I retired was Chief Master Sergeant. Chief Master Sergeant. Yeah. I like that. Isn't that the isn't that the Chief Master Sergeant from uh, uh Halo? Isn't that the guy's I think he is. I, I <laughs> Master Chief. My, I have to, Master Chief. There Master you go. Chief. There I have to ask my son, but I think you're right. <laughs> my son's into that. Yeah. Um, but, dude, that's pretty cool. So how long did it take you to get to that point? I mean, that's a long time to get uh, there, right? To get to that level, it took about 22 years. Wow. Yeah. Talk about that's communication, man. man. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, right. dude. That's, yeah. that's yeah, a big thanks, deal. Man. Yeah. That's proper, right, to thank a veteran. It is like yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's for sure. Have well, you thank ever, you. Have, have you have you guys ever seen that show, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? I've seen a little bit. Of it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. There's an episode on that. It's so funny. Uh, I think it's where Larry David doesn't thank the guy and he gets super offended. <laughs> super funny, um, but you don't get offended, right? If nobody thanks you for your service, no, because it's it's not a. Uh, I, I it was a privilege for me to serve, and there's there's still people that don't appreciate the flag they don't appreciate all that yeah. stuff and so i have no expectations of that so when i get it it's just great i feel yeah. it I'm, I'm very grateful but i don't have any expectations of it yeah yeah, yeah. 22 years i think last time on the podcast i said you were 50 and i don't think you're 50 <laughs> yeah thanks for clearing for that yeah no um, no definitely not now let me clarify so it took me 27 22 years to reach that rank but i spent a total of 27 years in the air force wow did you ever go in any planes or like jets? Plenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My first seven years in the Air Force, I was in a, a mobility flight, and we traveled all over the world. So 
yeah, was constantly going and taking the Marines and the Army wherever they need to go because, you know, when they need to go somewhere, they called the Air Force and we would pick them up and take Did you them. ever go in, like, the F-1s and stuff, like a fire, uh, like fly with a fighter pilot? No. No. Thought about it, but thank goodness. I've so. seen those videos. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that looks like hell. I don't know what kind, you got to be like a different breed of person to be able to handle those forces, right? The G forces. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I get motion sick way too easy. So yeah. it's not for me. Yeah. So before you got in the military though, I mean, what, what did you do? What was your profession? Did you start, you started when you were quite young. I mean, I imagine, was it right out of high school when you got into it? Uh, no. So I, well, I started working when I was like 13, 14, you know, I was, you know, like most of you, you know, I was hustling, working, trying to make money, doing anything to, uh, to make money. Yeah. And then my officially got my first official job when I hit 16 and started in the bus boy. And then we all did that. We all did. You got to break into the, the industry somehow. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah, that's what I did. So I did that for a while. And then, uh, no, so when I graduated high school, that was a, a busy year for me because finished high school, had a baby mm. and got married yeah. all, all in a matter of about four months time. Wow, so, right out of high school. Right out of high school, yeah. Wow. Yep. Are you guys currently married? Yeah, I'm still, yeah. It's with, wow. Same uh, same woman. Wow. Commitment. You don't hear that too often, <laughs> no, right? No, you right? don't. Well, dude, good yeah. job on that Hell one. Hell yeah. Thanks. Um, and we love your wife, too. Like, uh, she's, well, a, thanks, she's a badass. Yeah. I married up, man. I, I, I got lucky, and uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a badass. Yep. Um, okay, but let's, so, so let's go into what got you into, before we go into the real estate thing, the military. I mean, was it just because you had no direction? I mean, what, what kind of happened? So for me, honestly, it was I needed a way to provide for my family. You know, I had, I had one trait that was really working for me, which was I'm a hard worker. Uh, but that only gets you so far when you're making $6 and 49 cents an hour. Yeah. And you know, when you're trying to raise a wife or excuse me, raise a baby and have still have a family, money wasn't going anywhere yeah. and I couldn't afford insurance. And I'm like, all right, this is just, you know, not working. Yeah. So I, I made the decision to, uh, to join the military. Why did you join the mil- or the air force and not the other ones? Was there a reason why? Do you have anybody that influenced you or? Interestingly enough, there was um, a couple reasons. So initially out of high school, while I was in high school, it, uh, I almost joined the Army Reserves. And uh, I was literally like this close from signing the dotted line and the doctor for us males, you know, you go through a physical and the doctor says, turn your head and cough, right? And uh, when I did, he's like, uh-oh. Erection. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <like> that in <laughs> there. <laughs> no, no. Uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, the kind of way I look at it, I had a hernia and I didn't know it. Oh, Ooh. shit. So, you know, it was, it was through uh, grace, God's grace, that, uh, that prevented me from joining the Army Reserve. And uh, because it wasn't just a few months after that Desert Shield, Desert Storm kicked off, mm-hmm. you know, and I would have been doing you know, a job not so fun in the army. Yeah. So that kind of, uh, that's where that initially started. And then it really got me thinking about military. So when I married my wife, her dad, my father-in-law was in the army. So he recently, he retired from the army right before I, um, right before we got married. So I, I kind of pressed him, wanted to know, Hey, what about it? Can you tell me, should I join, you know, what branch? And he basically steered me away from the army which I found later in my career that most army parents do the exact same thing. And uh, my dad was a Marine, but it was well before I was born. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, my dad kind of joked with me about the Marines that one of their mottos, I think it still kind of applies today, but they if they wanted you to have a family, they'd have issued you one. Oh, wow. So I realized, okay, I've already got a family, so that's not I, – I really I thought about being a Marine. I really was intrigued with that and definitely loved the uniform. But after my dad told me that, I said, okay, maybe, maybe let's look at something else. Yeah. And then when I uh, was working in Texas, this guy that had worked with me just got out of the Air Force, spent four years in, so I just hounded him every single day. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And um, once, so I, I was focused on doing that. I went and had the hernia surgery, got that repaired, healed up, and then signed up and joined the Air Force. There we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I love yeah. those things. I, mean, I got to use the buttons because they're not titled, so I got to like memorize them. So I'll be using them a lot. Um, dude, that's crazy because you started there and you. We're there for 27 years. Right. So you, were you did you have any other jobs in between? Do, do you go part-time in that? I mean, how does that work? You can. I didn't. I, I went into active duty. So I was full-time. And uh, it, here's the funny thing. And I told this story probably 100 times in my career because I was in recruiting for a while, a long time. and um, But I, I only had intentions of staying in the Air Force for four years. Literally. So for the first three years I was in, I was always like, hey, I'm the four and out, four yeah, and out. Yeah. And uh, about the three-year point, they asked me, hey, decision time. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? You know, and, and I was humbled pretty quick on how much money I could make and what I could get on the out in the civilian world versus what kind of benefits and pay I was getting in the Air Force. Yeah. And I quickly decided to stay. And once I made that decision, I, there was no turning back. I just kind of, all right, put head forward. I'm going to stay yeah. as long as I can. Yeah. Yep. 27 years later, man. Jeez, right. that's cool. It's awesome, man. So when you were in there, I mean, when did you start doing recruiting and what did you do before that? Like when you first started, what did they have you do? So my first seven years, I was in what's called the aerial port and I loaded, unloaded all the cargo planes. So all the big heavy planes that you see, the C5, C140. 141s, they no longer fly anymore, and then the C-17s. And so I would load them up, tie everything down, make sure that everything was placed in there properly so it was weighted and balanced properly, the plane wouldn't crash. And then uh, wherever they would go, take it, unload it as well. That was my biggest job for first seven years. And um, so kind of what made me shift to get out of that and jump into recruiting is because doing that for seven years, I was in a mobility program for four years, and I was – what's called temporary duty TDY about 250 days out of the year for like four years straight. And it's pretty difficult to raise a family and keep a relationship together when you're gone more time, more days out of the year than you are home. And uh, so after about four years of doing that uh, opportunity came up and I said, okay, I've got to give something else, you know, relationship was having major issues, right? Cause just it's hard. You're not there. And uh, so I made the decision to give this recruiting thing a try and got accepted into that and fell in love with it, man. I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the best job ever. And So what did you do? Did you have to go to high schools? Were you setting up the booths? Is that kind of what you guys were doing? So, yeah, for the Air Force, when you come in and become a recruiter, that's how everyone starts out. You recruit high school kids and college um, graduates or college, even college attendees. But everyone starts out recruiting the high school kids. So, yeah, we're hitting the high schools. I was in the high schools basically every day talking to in the lunchroom, a little setup. Always in the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah. I yep. remember that. Yep. 
Exactly. I remember that too. Yeah, dude. We always got hit up every day, every day. Right. <laughs> I was gonna join. Yep. You know, uh, I was gonna join the, the Marine Corps. Um, I have some uh, Marines, well, Marines, uh, military mm-hmm. um, on my, my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. and then my dad's in Mexico as well. My grandpa in Mexico was in the military for like forty years. Um, and he traveled all over and he, you know, did his thing. But, um, I was intrigued because I was in a similar situation where I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life, you know? And, uh, we were, I was, I had like 20 jobs before I turned 18, 20 or 30 jobs, ton of jobs. Right. So getting a job was not an issue. Keeping the job was a problem, right? right. I was a terrible employee. Right. I would either quit or I think I got fired twice out of all those jobs. I quit most of them. Some on the same day. I'm like, eh, not for me. I'm out. Right. <laughs> so, so I knew it. For me, I looked at it like discipline was my problem, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, what should I do, man? Maybe maybe I need more discipline. Maybe I should do the military. And I signed up with a couple friends, and we went to the Marine Corps. Right. And, uh, you know, I signed up. I did the ASVAB, did all that stuff, had my um, physical set up, and um, I can't remember what company I was in. It was Fox Company and something out. I had my ship out date. I was going to go to boot camp, and I was doing PT every week with them. And, and then um, before I was going to go, like a month before, I, I, I tried my gunnery sergeant who was there tried to get me a waiver for my tattoo on my neck because um, I had it when I was 16. And I guess, I don't know if it's still the same, but back then you couldn't have any tattoos above the collar. Right. And so uh, they came back and they said no. And I'm like, this is like 2007, like the war's going on. Are you going to tell me no, really? Like, that's crazy, right? It's called standards. Yeah, yeah, you had a standard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need the standard. And so uh, I'm like, dude, like that, what the hell am I going to do now? You know, and the gunnery right. sergeant was funny because he's like, hey, we have two options. And I'll pay half if you decide to do laser removal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, okay, let me go and check. So I went to get pricing on it. I went to um, have the people look at it. They told me the black pigment would come out like after the first or second round. But the red pigment, they said, was very hard to get out. And it would take like seven to eight months. And I'm like, what? That long? And they said, yeah, because you can't come every week. Or you got to come like every month, every other month. So I went back to the gunnery sergeant and I said, dude, this is where I'm at. And he's like, okay, option two. I can give you morphine and we can belt sand it off. <laughs> Great idea, right? Great I'm idea. Like, I'm like, uh, all right, bye. <laughs> bye, I'm out. <laughs> and so I didn't go. Marine some mentality. Of my, some of my friends who went, you know, they, they they did their thing and and I ran into them after, after they served their first four or five, six years. And it was cool, you know, but I was happy that I didn't go because that sparked this entrepreneurial journey, which was like, okay, military is not going to work. Having a job is not going to work. You know, I'm going to have to figure out something for myself. And I started to explore other options. I went and sold cars, opened a car lot after six months, and I started just dabbling heavy mm-hmm. into being self-employed and starting my own companies. Um, and I'm really happy I did that. And that was, what, 15 years ago. You know, I'm, I'm not too old, but so I've been doing this 15 years, self-employed, and I love it. There's no no other way I choose to live my life, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love real estate because it gives, you, it gives you the same freedom, you know. But your recruiting you did for 20 years. 20. 20 years right that is huge that's a big deal dude it's huge yeah. long time yeah you've long been time. in the military as almost as long as alan's been on earth i mean pretty close pretty close <laughs> i'm pretty 30 close. you're 30 i'm 30 man Oof. Yeah. Long time. It's a, long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of life left to live man oh yeah man i'm only what a third way through yeah. third well, way so you're stopping yourself at 90 Shit. Yeah, if, if Elon comes oh. out with all these different things, the whole, uh, what do they call it, the uh, uh, Neuralink? You never know what that oh, could no. do. Oh, um, it's true. We'll be hitting 100 all day long. Yeah, probably. There you go. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about what you do here because, I mean, I'm sure you have a ton of stories, and we'll probably get into that with the military. But right now, I mean, you, you've been doing real estate for a while now, and you're doing really good. You're always, you're really busy, which is awesome. 
Um, but you have another role here in the company that's not just selling and you know helping people buy houses. Um, you have been somebody who has expressed to us multiple times, and we've expressed it to you that we this, the feeling is mutual. You know that we feel like, you know, you're I would say one of the most disciplined leaders that we know, and you know, especially on the team. And so there's definitely a lot of room. Uh, I feel like in real estate when it comes to leadership, um, and in our, in our business also. So when we talked about this a while ago, we said, hey man, you know we have a team and we love to bring on agents. Like that's something we really love to do. The one thing that Alan and I realize is one of our pitfalls is we don't have a lot of time for newer agents, right? So this is, we have 15 minutes left on this one. So we're going to go through it. Um, but what I was, what, what I was trying to get to was uh, we don't have a lot of time for new agents, uh-huh. right? Yeah. At first we weren't actually bringing on board any new agents at uh, all. Um, but now, you know, talking to Jeff and putting together that program together with him, uh, the mentor-mentee program. Uh, we're able to actually offer that now uh, for brand new agents as well. It's huge, too. It's huge, man. Because, yeah. because, because before we would take on newer agents, and, yeah, they, they took a lot of time, and that's, it's awesome. That's what we're, we're here to do, to give them the time. But we knew that, well, there's a standard. Like, you talked about the standards, you know, that we want to make sure we're able to hit with these guys and – keep them at that standard, you know, and a lot of the times with newer agents, they don't really know what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. If they don't have clientele and SOI and, and, and years of business where they've established clients and, and, uh, you know, people to help out. And so we're like, well, we don't want to turn the door, like close the door on anybody. Like if they're a good fit for the team and they have the work ethic and if they have the drive and the self-motivation, which is really important in this industry, you got to right. be self-motivated, right? right? And you have to have discipline, Right. Got to make sure you can get up in the morning and not sleep until 4.30. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the agents in the team, they did that. Don't do that. So so th- what I'm getting to is when we talked about it, Alan and I were like, who would be the best person who could help, you know, guide these newer agents and stay disciplined and give them those things that Alan and I just can't do? And, and we thought about you. And the funny thing was the owner of the company, RP, approached you about doing it for him. So Jeff is giving this off all these mixed signals to everybody <laughs> that he's a leader. He's a he true, can, true he leader. He can help you, and he can help newer agents. There's an opportunity there, and you know, you know, we jumped on it. We got some people on the team now, you know, and and I feel like they're they're making some progress for sure. Right. Not just with real estate, but just in life because you have all these uh, skills and and traits that you developed over time from the military that uh, I feel like is very important for entrepreneur really important for an entrepreneur. Well, well, you have somebody there to actually, to literally hold you by hand, you know, like from the beginning to the end. Cause I know when, when you're a brand new agent, you're not sure what you're doing. You don't know the contracts. You don't have your SOI. You don't have any leads coming. You don't have anything really. You're just kind of, you get your test and you're like, shit, what do I do now? Yeah. What's next? What's next? Right. You have no idea. You have no schedule. Nobody told you accountable. And your typical brokerage will just, you know, they want numbers at the end of the day and eventually some of them will make it and most of them won't. Um, but yeah, the program that we're putting to, that we've put together is we have it all dialed in to the point where right when you do get on board, you can hit the ground running. You know, we put together a, a schedule for you, hold you accountable, show you exactly what it takes to become successful. It's all about giving them the foundation. Bingo. That's what it's about. Exactly. You know, coming in, in this industry, you need that foundation and that's so that's the biggest thing of the program, right? Mm-hmm. Is giving them those basics and in any sport, right? They practice more, just like oh, the Super Bowl was just recently, right? You know, they spend more time, probably like four times the amount of, of game time they spend practicing. 
right? So it's all about practicing preparation and having that foundation of ahead of time. Yeah. That's what it's about. And when you're a newer agent, you, you are lost. Like even when it comes to, okay, I passed my test. I chose the brokerage to go with. Uh, I come into the brokerage. I get my paperwork. What do I do now? Like, you know, I didn't get that. I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't know how to get my key box set up. I didn't know how to get the MLS stuff set up. Like there was no guidance on that. Right. And so having somebody here like you who can show them, Hey, no, you can't start selling houses. Now you got to be able to get into the house. Here's what you got to do. Right. You know, that's really valuable. And I feel like it's overlooked with a lot of brokerages and teams. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, <clears throat> so I love that we have that opportunity right now. And I mean, really like you hit on it perfectly, mm -hmm. man. Like when you talk about newer agents, they do kind of slip through the cracks with these big companies that have hundred, 200, 300 agents, you know, they're focusing on the ones who are producing, but there's so many people there who have that ability. They just haven't been shown. They don't have the right leadership, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I'm, I feel very, very blessed to have you on the team. Thank you. Likewise, it. man. Yeah. To, to, I mean, number one, to be able to show these guys and also help Alan and I, because Alan and I are kind of nuts, right? <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe me more than Alan. Yeah. Right. But, no, uh, <laughs> most definitely on that one. I'm nuts, but this guy here. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Different levels. Yeah, different, different levels. Different levels for sure. Oh, perfect. Okay. I got to keep checking the thing. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to kill him after this because he didn't remove the, anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, that, that's important. I did want to talk about this podcast. That's number one, what it's for. Obviously we want to highlight and showcase entrepreneurs and their journeys and their stories. You have an amazing one. I mean, military background, 27 years. I've never met somebody, you know, even my, I didn't meet my grandfather either. He passed away before I was born, but, um, you know, I never met somebody with that much experience in, in, in the military and for you to be able to take that and, you know, kind of show younger people who are getting into it. These are the kind of things that you need to do to be successful. Right. You know, and you, and you've went through that, you know, the discipline it takes to be an entrepreneur, you know, the skills and the mindset and the, the mental strength you have to have, right. To be able to go through what's challenging and real estate is very challenging, right. There's a lot of shit in real estate that you got to deal with. And a lot of companies and brokerages and leaders, they don't really prepare you for that. Right. True. So I'm happy that they have somebody like you to lean on you know, to do that. Um, but going back to the whole program, I mean, the mentor mentee, like, you know, we had a ton of people hit us up, Alan and I, mm -hmm. over the last six, seven months when we've been recruiting here. And, uh, we were turning a lot of people down if they were brand new agents. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's talk about who we're looking for, because I feel like it is those people. And some of them might not even be doing real estate right now. They might be thinking about it. Right. Or they might just have signed up to school or they might be just graduating from school. Right. So if, if that is where you are and you're in that situation, would you recommend them call you? Of course. Yeah, we go. Right. Of course. So we're trying to put a YouTube ad together. It's true. It is true. It's I true. Mean, uh, there's, there's something about going on a team, right? I think it's great because this industry, there's, it's so complex. There's so much to learn and not having – not having a, a team behind you that can help guide you, give you that foundation and get you started properly. Um, I, I like to use what Tony Robbins says, you know, take the decades, you know, you know, into days, compress those decades of experience from other people, everybody else and put it into days. That way, you know, you can take the hard road and you can spend years and figure it out yourself or you can take the collective, you know, experience from everybody else and have a good program, get started on that and you'll be on your way to success much, much quicker. Yeah. I saw the program too. I mean, obviously we see it, the one that you're putting together, uh, the one that you put together. And, and, and we talked about this last one, uh, cause we're making some tweaks to it. But, uh, I look at that every time I tell Alan, like, yeah. man, if I was starting a real estate, I would be like, I feel almost like 
cheated out to a certain extent that okay. I didn't get that. And I told you this, like, I right. wish I had something like this when I first started, you know, and again, the agents who are new and they haven't got into it yet, they don't know what we're talking about because they don't know what it's like to go to a brokerage and not really get that guidance and that support that you need in order to be successful. And some people need their hands held through the process, you know, well, especially on the beginning too. Yeah. Like I remember when I was starting off, you know, big brokerage and everything first year and a half on my own, no team, no nothing, no support. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have the brokerage there, but you don't have anybody there to you know, actually hold you accountable, teach you how to become successful. And I remember just, Walking in, going, walking around, wondering, like, what the hell do I do? Yeah. Who do I call? Mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle. Right. And um, I remember doing that for month after month after month, just kind of, like, scratching my head going, so when am I going to get a deal? Mm-hmm. Like, well, when do I actually make any money? Like, what do I do? I'm coming to work. I'm going through the motions. And, um, you know, for me personally, like, it took – I needed to be on a team to have that structure in place to learn you know, in an environment where you're around a lot like-minded people, uh, like you mentioned, you know, take decades of work that people, you know, have gone through and you know, learned um, and apply that to y- your work um, instead of um, just trying to figure it all out. Too many of us get caught up in, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out. Weeks go by, months go by, you haven't really made any progress at all. Um, so, yeah, getting on a team definitely is the way to go, you know, mm-hmm. and, and well, having somebody there hold you accountable, which is exactly what we do and Jeff does. Um, that's what we're all about. Right. That's awesome. I think that's why so many people that they fail in the business is because they're so used to corporate America where they get told what time they have to be at work, mm-hmm. what time they can go to lunch, you know, right? They, so they, they have someone that's directing them and telling them, right? Even though they may complain, oh, no, I want to be an entrepreneur doing it myself. Okay, great. Then they get into, let's say, real estate, and now they have all this freedom. There's no one telling them, and what happens? All of a sudden, it's like, they don't know what to do. They sleep all day yep. or then they come in and then, right. Next thing you know, they're like, Oh, I can't deal with this stuff. You know, I'm they're yeah. done. It's been five months. They haven't gotten paid yet. Yeah. right. <clears throat> we, we've seen that happen. And it's a, there's a discipline there that's needed in order to be self-employed. And when you're an agent, you're self-employed, right? right. You can be with a brokerage, you can be in a team, but if you're not putting in that work that's required in order to be successful as somebody who's self-employed, it's not going to, you're not going to make money. You got to treat it as an actual job, as an, as an actual, it's a career, you know, you have to treat it as a job and you have to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, Hey, I'll go to work one day and one day I won't. It doesn't work like that. It's It's all up here to the mindset. It's all in the mindset. Same thing with the gym too. You can't go one day and then expect to be in shape. (laughs) Right. You got to go and go and go. You got to build that up. Same thing with real estate, too. You have to stay consistent. It's like Tony Robbins said, you got to work that muscle. Yep. Right? You can't just work at one time and say, oh, I'm strong. No. Yeah. I'm so happy you didn't go into truck driving. (laughs) 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 I didn't think you were going to get that joke when I sent it to you. Oh, no. (laughs) You were well aware of what that meant. uh, Yes. I am, uh, I'm well-versed in life. I've been around the block and uh, been exposed to a lot my, yeah. in my life, yes. That's good. That's yeah. good. So if you, if you don't know, I sent him a message out of nowhere. Yeah. There's a picture of a sticker that said, no lot lizards, right? And if you guys don't know what lot lizards are, it's pretty much uh, whatever they are. The prostitutes over at the truck stops, right? Correct, right. <laughs> I was joking with Jeff and I sent it to him. And uh, he responded, ha, ha, ha. And then he told me in person, he's like, wait, you, and I'm like, I know what that is. And you're like, oh, I know what that is too. And he told me a story, but it's pretty funny. And it had nothing to do with you, just to clarify. Right. No, <laughs> but I'm happy he didn't go But my dad trucking. was a truck driver, so yeah. I'm well aware of exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, so used yeah. To me, yeah. That's cool, man. So you're here in Utah. How the hell did you end up in Utah? Well, again, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, yep. 
right? You know, and to go back to your previous story about, you know, hey, you were this close to joining the Marines and something came up and you didn't, and now look at you, right? You look back and you're like so happy. Same thing with me. I'm so happy that I didn't join the Army Reserves. You know, I wouldn't be who I am today, you know, had that happened. Um, so late in my career, I was fortunate enough to get an assignment at Hill Air Force Base and spent three years up there and just fell in love with the state, really fell in love with the state. My wife and I did, and um, my two sons. So when I had another assignment that took me away from Utah and we went to Alabama for a while, my two sons stayed. So when the time came and we made the decision, okay, done with the Air Force and retiring from the Air Force, where are we going to go? We made the decision to come back here. We just loved it. There's so much about this state that um, I've been all over the world. And this state is just, there's too many special things with it. Yeah. And um, so, therefore, that's that's how we ended up here, and that's why we're still here. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. nice, man. We have we it all here. We got all four seasons, yeah. that, like, uh, equally. Huge. It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. We haven't had no snow this year. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah it's been any. a mild winter for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, but overall, you know, you, you can't go wrong with Utah. You know, I tell people, too, like, I feel like the older and older I get, the more and more I fall in love with it, just because we have so much to offer here, you know, right. not only the four seasons, but the people, you know, how clean it is, the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're we're growing so much here as well, Yeah, which is no surprise to me that people are moving here from all, from, from, from other states. I know. Um, Mad rush from the West Coast coming here. Yep, here we go. Ah, it's making our uh, house prices increase tremendously. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean. amazing. Last two weekends, and I'll just throw this out real quick. Past two Saturdays had two open houses, two different locations, and the first one, probably 60% of the people, we had over 100 people come through, over 60% that I talked to are came here from California. Yep. Wow. Last weekend, probably about 45% of the people that I talked to are here from California. Wow. It's just, it's it's mind-blowing just wow. how many people are exiting there and uh, yeah. heading up, you know, coming in here. So, we're so happy to have you here, bro. Thanks. Really appreciate, appreciate you. It. Um, we love having you on the team. We're so excited to open this up more for other agents who are looking, who are trying to come in here. Um, I want to do another podcast soon. Daniel didn't delete the data from the other cards. So anyways, long story short, I'm going to kill him. Uh, so, so, but, but I'm, I'm really happy that, that you were able to talk a little bit about yourself and about what you're doing here, because honestly, man, I'm thinking that, uh, this mentor mentee is really going to help so many people, you know, so many people who otherwise wouldn't, they'd be stuck. Right. No, I agree. You know? I think. Something to be said about coming in and here you go. Here's your blueprint for, you know, what you need to do your first year or so into the business, how you get a foundation set for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah very important. Well, dude, thanks again for coming on. Let's yeah, do bet, this man. again so we can dive deeper into Jeff and your experience in life because you have a lot to share. Um, Alan, dude, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Course, I know this was short, but uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me.